I'm Matt Howie, and this is Hobby Horse. On today's episode, we have Cal Henderson, the CTO of Slack, and he's kind of famous for having a casual way about him and a casual look to what he does, but he's a serious technical dude who uh, helped invent lots of Web 2.0 technologies. And a few months ago, I noticed in our internal staff Slack team, uh, we have a channel called Fresh Kicks, where people post whenever they get new shoes, and he was posting a lot, and he seemed to know a lot about shoes and colorways and brands and so i sat down with them and to talk about that today today we have cal henderson the current cto co-founder of slack uh were you at the founding of Flickr, or were you like the first employee um so, yeah the the company started before i joined so more like the first employee or the founding team of Flickr. that's reasonable also okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't call me the current cto that makes it sound like i'm about to leave <laughs> or there's ever been another one uh, i just don't want you to feel too secure <laughs> yeah as of today he remains cto that's, that's right. <laughs> you'll always be a co-founder but who knows on the cto uh let me see what else did you do before you did the video game uh yeah. Glitch before that. Yeah. You invented OEmbed, right? You invented OEmbed and sort of OAuth as well and popularized yeah. web APIs. Awesome. So uh, we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about sneakers and uh, shoes. And uh, I want to know everything there is to know about this from you. But uh, I, I think back to like the 2000s, 2000 to 2010, and you're, you're – classic uniform if you wanted to look like cal henderson was what like threadless t-shirt cargo shorts and flip-flops for the longest time yep that, that's pretty accurate for like a almost a decade did you do that back in england or is that like a california thing because it was so warm um I, I think i i didn't wear shorts every day until i moved to california yeah okay it was so then- pretty common I remember the first Halloween, so at Slack, everyone surprised you in 2014 when there was, what, 30, 40 employees, and they all showed up dressed like you, which had moved in the 2010s to plaid shirt, shorts, flip-flops, I guess, at first, and then... Yeah, that's right. Uh, the first one was funny. I think it went over well. How did it feel on your end? <laughs> yeah, the, f- the first one was a real shock, and the company was at a really different scale then, so it's an office of, like... 25 30 people dressing as me so not nearly so terrifying as it later became and then the joke was we did it the set the next year with like 150 people and it seemed the scale was too big we would never do it again and we did and then it got like wild to do it another year and we had to change the day to try and throw you a little bit so you wouldn't expect it (laughs) <laughs> the production behind it seems to have increased each year, you know, with like supplying shirts and glasses and the masks. I think it's over and it's optional at this point. But I did notice in the middle of that, uh, everyone went from flip-flops to you were fully into um, fancy sneakers uh, from Nike and Adidas and everybody else. And uh, and the, uh, the, the flip-flops to look like you as a joke like didn't work anymore. Yeah, I, but I'd like to think I'm just giving people a lot more options now. You know, there's a lot more flexibility in looking like me and still being relatively normal. So where, so where did this transition start first of the uh, flip flops to no more flip flops? Was it like being a parent or? Um, I wonder if it coincided with that time wise. No, so my, my son's three and a half now, so I think it was sometime after that, and it wasn't a practical consideration. I think it was that. Um, 
I installed the Nike sneakers app. It's like SNKRS. Yeah. You're supposed to call it sneakers. I think that's how it started. And I just saw a pair that looked interesting. I was like, huh, I never wear sneakers. I had like running shoes for the gym, like a shitty beat up pair of Nikes. And I was like, oh, those look cool. I should buy them. Um, and then I did and they arrived and I started wearing them. They were super comfy. Um, and it kind of spiraled from there. It's like, well, you know, I can have two pairs of sneakers. That's a totally normal thing for a human being to have. And then it was three and four and five. And, and what is the current? The was current the cur- somewhere around 100. Jesus. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, there's like a real uh, – the varying distribution of how often I wear each pair. You know, I have some some that I wear pretty often, some that I've worn once or twice. Do you see something you like and just buy it? Or are you into the, I don't understand the world of, so I own probably 30, 40 pairs of shoes, uh, sneakers that, that's, mostly. That's a lot for a human yeah. being, I think. Yeah, and it's it's because like, I, you know, I've always worn them. I've always loved them. And I think the, uh, the explosion in the last, you know, with 510, well, I guess since the, jordans or something maybe the last 20 years there's an explosion of options and like it's the way to be casual and comfortable and it's on the west coast at least it's not frowned upon to wear sneakers pretty much anywhere with any set of clothing so i do it but i have i've always just been like an impulse purchase guy i'll see something i want it now i don't understand do you do the thing with like the, the lotteries and the raffles and the and the waiting in lines and the sneakerhead thing like how far deep do you go into that so i feel i would do that if i were like less lazy but it requires <laughs> a lot of effort so like on the weekends i uh I go to hayes valley in san francisco with my son to go and get coffee and we walk past this sneaker store on hay street called undefeated and probably like Every other weekend, there's a line of 100 people camping out, waiting for the store to open to buy some new exclusive shoe. <laughs> I have never done that, and okay. I don't think I will. Um, but then I have got suckered into the like secondary reseller market. So there's, a, there's an app called Goat for greatest of all time mm-hmm. for uh, buying and selling, in theory, secondhand, but it's usually like boxed as new uh, shoes. So I bought a few rare shoes through that. And when you go for those, it's just like the color got you or are you like collecting them or? Um, I definitely only buy shoes to wear. So I'm not like keeping them in pristine condition. So (laughs) I've worn every pair of shoes I have. Actually, apart from a a new pair of uh, Onitsuka Tigers I got for my birthday, which I haven't figured out how I'm going to lace them yet. So I haven't (laughs) worn those. Um, But other than than that pair, I've worn every one of my pairs of shoes. Do you think the sneakerheads in line are, are... like ever going to wear those or you think it's mostly all resale i think it's a mix but there's definitely a strong strong resale but you you walk past the line and everybody has some interesting pair of shoes on <laughs> yeah right their their daily drivers are nice <laughs> exactly so uh do you do the um nonsense with the app or you have to do something at 10 a.m or or do you like put your name into a pile if they're going to have a limited run I've done that a couple of times, like, you know, woken up at 7 a.m. or like had my app open at 7 a.m. to buy a new pair of Nikes when they go on sale. But I feel like, you know, lining up to use an app is a little bit different than camping out in the rain for two hours. Yeah. Have you, uh, are you a brand loyal or do you, you wear Adidas too, right? Uh, yeah, I don't really have any brand loyalty. The bulk okay, of my good. shoes are a mix of Adidas and, and Nike. 
And do you have, like, how far deep into it are you, or do you know all the model numbers and colorways and all the other um, kind of stuff like that? I'm a, I'm a little bit deep into that. So <laughs> we, have a, uh, we have a Slack channel at work called Fresh Kicks for right. all the people that are talking about shoes. It's like most of the time when somebody posts a new pair of shoes in there, I am already aware of that shoe and that colorway. <laughs> I mean, I call it a I call it a colorway, so I'm already pretty deep. I've <laughs> seen it, seen it. Yeah, I'm in Fresh Kicks, and I just like I'm just there to look at neat stuff. I don't understand the um, terminology, names, and colors. And oh my god, the keyboard and shoe matching from yesterday. Oh my god. Th- those shoes are so good, though, right? I got those. The um, you own these? <laughs> yeah, I own that shoe. Oh my As, god, um, they were a limited edition run that I had to get on Goat. But they look so good. They're actually like corduroy. Wow. What's yeah, the most beautiful. you've ever had to pay for a pair of shoes? If you don't mind oh, me asking. Um, or what is a normal rate? What is, what is normal in your mind for like, yeah, those look cool. I'll get them. Like what's, what number? One to two hundred dollars. Okay. And if like sub two hundred dollars is like that's a standard cost for like a, you know, fashionable High quality sneaker. shoe. And was it, what was a disgusting price that you've considered? Um, probably for Yeezys. Um, that's like 800 bucks. Good God for tennis shoes. I think tennis shoe is a derogatory term. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not playing any tennis in those shoes. What is the, so, uh, I've never been much of an Adidas fan, but so what is the whole world of Yeezys like? I mean, everyone, like, I know this is all Kanye, right? And he's doing some collaboration, and yeah. he's just releasing a new one every few weeks for the last two or three years, and they're very extremely limited, so there's a big market. Like, what is the deal with that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I got my first pair of Yeezys because they looked really good. You mm-hmm. know, like it wasn't a, a brand loyalty thing. They just looked really cool, and they turned out to be incredibly comfy, too. Um, the more recent Yeezys, I think, look like orthopedic shoes, so I'm not super <laughs> yeah. into those. Um, and there's some truly terrible colors uh like the weird kind of piss yellow um from last year not into that all those other ones but um but i have a few pairs now um and also my uh my toddler has a pair of matching yeezys so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool oh that's right the uh the the tan ones desert rat and they're all bulbous they look like a nurse would wear them or something yeah they really do look like nurse shoes Ugh. Have you seen Adidas has this like new like mesh like 3D printed looking shoe? Do you have any um, of those yet? Oh, the one with the 3D printed sole. Yeah, yeah, they came out as a limited edition like two years ago as uh, Adidas Futurecraft, and I couldn't find a pair of them anywhere. Um, but I don't have a pair of the the new new ones. What's your storage like? What? what how do you store a hundred at once? Oh, I, I will uh, give you a photo of my current storage solution. But for the longest time, they were just in a giant pile on the floor in my office. <laughs> so, um, and as, at first, I was like organizing them by when I bought them. So I'd re- remember how to find them. And then it was by color or right. style. I'm s- now, they're not in any particular order, but I can see all of them. So that, that really helps in you know, picking There's out There's just a, a wall of shoes somewhere? Exactly, yeah. So do you try to match the color of the shoe with something you're wearing on your body or is it just whatever yeah, you feel? Yeah, I, I try and do that every day. So today I'm wearing a, a green and blue uh, kind of plaid shirt. So I'm wearing uh, green and blue uh, Nike free runs. <laughs> so when you go to a sneaker shop, uh, you're kind of thinking, I don't have that quite teal. I know I have a shirt that would go with those shoes. I need to buy those. 
because that's the right I, color. Yeah, embarrassingly, that does go through my mind. Um, although I don't really go to sneaker shops. I've bought nearly all of my sneakers online. Where do you buy them from besides the sneaker app? Or Goat, um, goat in the sneaker app? That's it? Uh, Nike website, Adidas website. That's it. I really hate the world of sneaker stuff, sneaker head stuff, because everything's so limited. And uh, it's kind of like how um, T-shirts used to be sold online, like like pre-ordered only. So when you'd see one, they'd go, oh, it's too late. Um, we were taking orders for it two months ago. And when you see, like, I see something I want, I want to buy. I'm used to Amazon. Like, um, does that ever <laughs> run up against your uh, impulse buying? Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And that's, you know, the kind of the spot in the ecosystem that apps like Goat and there are another couple of reseller apps. That's, you know, the the spot they occupy, you learn about a shoe and by then it's completely sold out. So resellers are your only option. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a name for that, sec- that other class of, of a uh, purchaser aware, which is like, I just want it now. I don't care. Like I don't want to stand in a line. I don't care about hype of something coming out in three months. I want like yeah. what I want now and what's available now. And that's, you know, like real inventory. I think, you know, like in an, in a post Amazon world, that's just normal people. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I don't want to be considered a sneakerhead, even though I might have 40 pairs. Like, I'm a <laughs> instant purchaser. Um, do, you have a favorite, yeah. do you have a favorite Jordan, Air Jordan uh, style? I am not a big Air Jordan fan, actually. Like, my uh, my Nikes tend to be, you know, like more of their, their running shoes or Air Force Ones. But you never lusted after something in, like, 1995, but it was 200 bucks and... Now you can buy them in a new color. <laughs> I I never had a pair of like Nike Airs growing up and wanted one, but uh, like I had Reebok, which was you know UK brand. Yeah, I had Reeboks mostly in high school. I was like looked longingly at uh, my friends who had Nikes. Did you ever have the pumps? <laughs> oh man, those were those were legit. But uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. Had friends with pumps. <laughs> And you always sport the minimum viable sock, right? You're not uh, into crazy socks yet? Yeah. Um, I I found a few years ago a sock that I'm happy with, and now I just have like 30 pairs of the same brand of sock. <laughs> Are you ever going to get into crazy, wacky socks that kind of go with your shoe? Oh, I don't think so. So, I, you know, I wear invisible socks, so you can't tell I'm wearing socks. And it's yeah. just to, to keep it comfortable and not, not prematurely age the shoe. Yeah. Do you follow blogs or anything about shoes? No, not really. I mean, the kind of extent of it is things other people link in our sneaker channel at work or things other people are wearing on the street. Yeah, if I if I see somebody wearing a shoe that I have but in a better colorway, then I, I know I need to go find find if that's still available. Or, you know, if somebody's in line at the coffee shop wearing a, a really cool shoe that I've never seen before, I'll ask them, ask them what it is, where it's from. <laughs> that's pretty bold. People are usually happy to talk about it. Yeah, I think, like... Asking people about their shoes is way less aggressive than any, any other item of clothing. So people are usually happy to talk about their shoes. <laughs> so what is what is your favorite shoe right now? What is like the perfect ideal shoe? My favorite, it really you know like varies week to week, and it's often the latest shoe I have. But right now, it's those uh, limited edition uh, Sean Wotherspoon uh, shoes, which are the um, the corduroy striped ones in all the different colors. Oh They're yeah, just so so good looking. They're uh, Air Max ninety sevens. Oh, okay, yeah. Another thing to talk about, there's been this kind of change over the last, I don't know if it's 10 years, but definitely five years, of a shift towards sneaker manufacturers making 
sneakers just for like fashion collectibles as opposed to as sneakers. And so, you know, there's all of the manufacturers are doing these short run exclusive shoes, knowing that they'll sell out and then have a resale market. Um, it's pretty strange. Like, why would a global brand do that? Because, you know, if you're operating at the scale of Nike, um, you know, you don't you want to sell 200,000 of everything? But, like, I wonder what... I mean, you sell it at a premium, right? But they don't sell them that high of a premium. They're usually, you know, maybe 50 bucks more for these yeah. special... Like, and exactly. then they resale for five or 600. Like, the... In the world of uh, what, like uh, Hamilton ticket scalping, they brought the, you know, the tickets up to five and eight hundred dollars each, so that the scalpers wouldn't have as much, um, you know, room to make money. Like, I'm surprised that Nike, like, what do they get out of it? Do you think they get the hype? They get the advertising. Yeah, it's marketing. You know, it's people who wouldn't necessarily otherwise be wearing Nikes are wearing Nikes and talking about it on the internet. You know, it's a it's a lot of marketing. So they're touching tastemakers in the high fashion world or just outside exactly. of sports. And I think seeing, you know, like the the Yeezy stuff with Kanye is that it's you know, it's um they're reaching a market they otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have reached. And, you know, people think that Nike is cool. I just don't understand how uh like someone in charge of financials at Nike would say like devoting twenty percent of a design team to making you know this this little thing we're only going to make fifty pairs of like is a good mm. <laughs> good use of but, time. Uh, but they're going to do two hundred of them that they're going to make fifty of, and so people who would have bought one pair of shoes in the past are now buying ten pairs of shoes, or in your case, forty pairs of shoes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just don't like the unattainable aspect of um, of you know when they're just not available. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to be able to have everything right now. And also, when you go to something like Zappos or something, when you're ready to buy, or even Nike's site, I don't know what to call. I don't want something super sportsy. I want it to look super sportsy, but look cool. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> terms are for, give me the cool shit. Like, something that might look like it was a running shoe in its ancestry, but, you know, it's like mesh and cool and nice colors now, and it's a slip-on, and like... Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a... There's a category for that, isn't there? Sometimes I think on Zappos it might be like lifestyle shoes or something or casual. I think they might call it. But like it's – I you can definitely tell in an instant, right, that like something is, is purpose-based or not. And that there's like yeah. – there's no metadata for that. And it's frustrating. <laughs> like if you go at all New Balance, New Balance definitely has a, a night and day difference of New Balance if you look at – you know, there's fashion New Balance, and then there's like sports performance New Balance, and they, you know, most sites don't break them apart. And like, some of their stuff is really cool, and some of their stuff looks like you know Nerf shoes. Yeah, and I think you know, there's a there's a spectrum for for Nike and Adidas. That you know, I own a lot of shoes that are kind of in the middle. It's like they are plausibly for sports. Right, but you wouldn't run in them because the sole's too thin or whatever. Yeah, or or just wouldn't run. I was mad. <laughs> a friend started working at Nike, and she made these really cool white and black shoes. And uh, like, if you stood one way, it was actually like a like a left half and a right half. Like one way they're white, and if you stood the other way, they're black. Uh, and it was like one special shoe, and it was never for sale online. And I guess it was oh. just a sneakerhead shoe, and I could never own them. And it's like, oh, she just sh- she just showed a picture of her personal pair, like on Instagram, and it turned out that they were like long gone a month before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks <laughs> for frustrating me. 
Yeah, but you know, if you ever do get a pair, then imagine how you'll feel. Yes, complete. <laughs> exactly. Then <laughs> your life will have been worth living. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what do you think? Your what's the end game here? What's the uh, what's the future for you? And like, is there a limit? Or is it one in and one out? Have you gotten to that point yet? No, I haven't gotten to that point. In fact, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten rid of any old pairs. And I have a few pairs that are rarely, rarely worn, like often because they hurt my feet. And so uh, I walk a lot. And so if a shoe isn't comfortable, it doesn't really get into rotation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment, the collection is just growing. What do you Not, think the upper bound is like for your storage space? Uh, I guess I'll have to move house. That's the only <laughs> solution. <laughs> At your current place, what do you think it is? Like 150, maybe? Yeah, I think I could get creative and go up to a couple of hundred. But it's, uh, you know, storage versus accessibility. You know, I want to be able That's to see true. what I have. I want to be able to pick something out each day. I have got to see a picture of what, what your setup looks like. I'll send over the, the current picture. Uh, what does your um, partner think of this? Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, my wife has, I don't know, five pairs of sneakers, but she has like 50 pairs of shoes. Right. So, and mine are a lot cheaper. So I think it seems <laughs> wow. reasonable. You know, there's an upper limit on how much you can pay for sneakers. And that is not the case with women's shoes. Does she roll her eyes if you uh, just happen to uh, <laughs> like pick up a pair while you're out on a walk? <laughs> um, no, I think she would, she would expect that. <laughs> it's completely natural. You have almost no limit. You can double the amount you currently own. Um, wow, there's no stopping you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm only really limited by finding shoes I like. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I feel like I'm getting a, a more refined taste over time. I'm not sure that's true at all. But I definitely see a lot of shoes for sale that I'm not interested in. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, you know, I have some kind of criteria. You're not Pokemoning everything. Did uh, so when you're 65? Do you think you'll just have some really sweet leather, <laughs> boring ass business shoe collection? God, it's really hard to tell how I'll dress five or ten years from now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see myself as like a, a 70 year old wearing like you know limited release sneakers. But I guess you never know. <laughs> We don't know what the future holds. So I think it's a pretty harmless hobby overall. You know, it requires some storage space, requires some money, but there are definitely much worse hobbies in both directions. Um, and it's practical to, you know, I wear every shoe that I buy. So it isn't like keeping a collection of pristine plates with pictures of pigs on them, you know, which are just for display. So I don't know. I'm happy with it. It could be worse. Yeah, I had a friend who moved into a, a new, a larger house with a basement, and it was just so he could... Um, show his sneaker collection, most of which he never wears. <laughs> so I, there are people that exist that are that are like that, and I don't know if that's healthy. I feel like as long as I'm not on the extreme end of that spectrum, then it's healthy, relatively speaking. Do you think the internet has moved that window pretty wide? <laughs> I think, in the sense that you're able to find the like truly people who are truly out there who you would have otherwise not had any uh, access to. And so you can show your partner, look, I'm not crazy. Here's someone who's actually crazy. I am perfectly normal. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time and talking and uh, keep wearing cool shoes. Cool. <laughs> All right. Happy to talk about <laughs> shoes forever. <laughs> All right. See you, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks. 
Thanks again to Cal Henderson for being on the show. And thanks again to Fireside.fm, the uh, podcast host for this show. And uh, just a great, simple-to-use app for podcasting. If you're into it, check it out at Fireside.fm. Thanks.